Welcome to the Creative Land Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews of items, and convention panels, and other exciting things that we run into from time to time. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. So welcome back to RPG Day 2019. Hello! Yay. I remember last year you posted so much stuff. Yep. So today is August the 9th, which is critical! So, who wants to go first? Well, I'll go first, of course. Critical hit, critical fail, critical. (laughs) I mean, I always think of, you know, um, the critical fail, though, is the the most disheartening. (laughs) But it can be such an epic story, uh, you know, or add to the story, you know, not, I mean, as long as you're not dying. (laughs) <laughs> you know, you mean critical fail. Yeah, that's true. Right. I mean, hey, actually, I'm okay if if my character is going to die, if it works the whole story or the storyline, or you know, yeah, I'm, I'll be sad to see them go. But if it's really a great cinematic moment, so you mean go I, out at a critical time? Exactly. Ha ha ha. Yeah, I see what you did there. <laughs> um. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I would say that critical fails definitely have a positive place in the gaming experience because it really does add the dynamics. And it makes the critical successes all that more awesome. Because mm-hmm. you need that risk-reward. Mm-hmm. There's no risk. The rewards are... Exactly. Awesome. I mean, latching on to the critical roll, or the uh, critical hit and critical fail, um, in 5e certainly critical hits are a lot funner than critical fails, but even then, both of them have a place, and not every GM is Jim. (laughs) Sometimes a critical fail sucks more than it should, and sometimes a critical hit isn't quite as satisfying as it should be. that's actually why I really enjoy the Genesis system, where it has kind of a critical system and triumphs and spares, but both things can happen, and they don't always have to be the end of all things. So you get much more immersive storytelling in that there's a lot of push and pull between everyone at the table getting these results. It's, I, I enjoy it a lot more than just the 20 one 20s because 
the results are so varied and there's so many levels of it rather than just a, yeah, you failed. Yeah, you definitely hit. It, it forces any GM to add flavor to it, even if it's a GM who in D&D would just go, yeah, you failed. Sucks. <laughs> suck. <laughs> Sucks to suck. But do you think that you have to have the right GM, though? I mean, because well, if a GM, he doesn't... Uh, if they don't have necessarily, I, I don't want to say creativity because it's a lot of hard work being a game master. It takes a lot, um, but some aren't just prepared to ad hoc. Yeah, um, I mean, it's no, more accurate. That's that's what I meant when I said not all GMs are Jim. Um, because <laughs> I put it on my phone. Because yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I play and I GM D and D still because it's a classic system. I enjoy it. I know more people who play D&D than people who play Genesis. I'm slowly changing that, but it's still there, and I still GM uh, every Saturday night. Supposedly every Saturday night. That's how it goes. Um, But when someone rolls a one, I'm lazy. I'm a lazy GM. I, I think I can you tell good stories and I can add hoc experiences and NPCs and everything pretty easily. I can pull it out of my mind, even stat blocks for monsters. It's not hard, but it's like, I really don't want to go into graphic detail of how this player who really wanted to succeed just shit the bed. <laughs> you know they make critical fail cards. I know. Jim has used them before and you know, like for those that can't, that or don't don't want to, you know, they have they have ace for that, which is yeah. nice. And, and that's nice, but I still just don't like that. It's like, yeah, I just gotta kind of. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> you they, feel bad yeah, afterwards. They, they rolled a single die and it turned out bad. Sucks. <laughs> um, or they rolled a single die and they, out of twenty, their five percent odds were a twenty, and yeah, they got it. Sweet, you win. <laughs> it is nice when friendly fire happens, right? <laughs> There's something satisfying about watching people at the table who like each other shoot each other by accident. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Well, actually, Carrie would be. My sister, I mean, always seems to shoot her, co- you know, her team members in the back. Always. In her <laughs> old 3.5 game, she had healing arrows just to offset shooting her friends in the back by accident. Yeah. But I mean, the getting back to that, I mean, it's. In D&D, there's always a dichotomy, whether it's critical hit or critical fail, or success or failure, whereas things like Genesis kind of do away with that, where there's good and the bad, and there's bad and the good. Because you can have a success and threat, or a failure and advantage, whereas if you were to do that in D&D, you'd have to have like a level of success thing, where it's like, if you succeed by only one or two, or if you fail by only one or two, and and that would be too clunky. Yeah, the the more complex you make the system, um, the more players just kind of check out. I found. Yeah. But Genesis does a good job of just naturally putting that in, even all the way to the point of really, really good results can still have bad things happen. Which which is one of the great things with the dice system yeah. is is success, failure, advantage, disadvantage, uh, threat. Yeah. It's a great system. It's amazing, and uh, that's why I don't really like the critical system of D20 systems, because it's just kind of a, yeah, you have a 5% chance either way of sucking or saving. 
Especially if it's past the baguettes. <laughs> Use a D8 to determine what direction. Yeah. 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 Classic hex, hex crawl style. Uh -huh. I'll be six to three. So that way so, it's, I have to go past danger to get my sword. Excuse me, Mr. Kobold, would you have an opportunity? <laughs> so I actually want to go a slightly different way with critical. Because I want to talk about critical thinking. Ooh. Ooh. And one of the things. One of the things that I really like about role-playing and role-playing games is that it allows you to enhance your critical thinking in all sorts of different types of situations, mm -hmm. um, both tactically and, you know, even socially in a lot of cases. You know, if you're playing, if, if you're playing certain types of role-playing games and you're doing something where there's a social aspect to a campaign, you know, you, you get to try out different roles. You actually get to role play. Yeah. You get to see, you know, how how it is to be, you know, this type of person. And so I think it's really important to be able to, you know, like come up with traps, you know, and be able to think your way through things or come up with a strategy so that way everything just isn't, you know, rolling dice and sword One of the big things that role-playing games and only role-playing games can do, and it doesn't matter how good the computer game is, is for your ability to actually think through the problem and not just have to hack your way through everything. Mm -hmm. and, and that's where I think role-playing still has its niche, because tactically, you're never going to be able to come up with any system that's as good as any of the computer systems. Just talking tactics and strategy. Yeah. Um, just because that's, you know, crunching numbers is what computers are good at. Yeah. You know, being able to, you know, display amazing graphics is what computers are good at. But outside being the able, box thinking. But not just, out, not just outside the box thinking, but being able to create and solve problems. Mm -hmm. You know, not just necessarily traps, but like social situations or, you know, strategies or how to get into the castle. You know, all of these things where you actually need a DM to be able to 
figure out, you know, how what you're doing is being modified by the situation. So that way, you know, you, the scenario is actually run now. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think, you know, real role playing, you know, around the table, you know, is, is really doing. I mean, personally, there's, I believe that in general, the less dice you have to roll, the better the game generally is for role playing. Mm -hmm. You know, because there are you know, if, um, if, if there's a table dice, if there's I'm a, addicted to dice. So. <laughs> I mean, there are board games. Okay, there are role playing games which are essentially board games. Mm -hmm. Okay, because you're basically rolling your dice and you're doing things, and you know, there there was a game and it's still really popular called Dungeon. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. With all sorts of different supplements. Okay. Yeah. You know. And too many RPGs become, you know, that type of, okay, roll the dice, you know, what do you get? You know, all of the things that, you know, when you're, you're you can do it. game becomes a war game. Right. You can, you know, computers were doing that in the 70s. Yeah. You know, with dungeons, literal, 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 literal dungeons. Yeah. And I guess, some, you know, sometimes those are fun. But for me, you know, fun role-playing games is, when you get to role play, when you get to influence the situation, you know, with the dice, but also mm -hmm. with your planning. Yeah. We'd like to go beyond the murdering hobo. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Kill, 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 kill the monster. Kill, 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 loot, kill, loot. Is sometimes quite fun. And exactly. when I want that experience, I'll play something like Gloomhaven or King of Death Monster uh -huh. or Dungeon, uh -huh. where it's like, that's the goal of the game. It's really right. just there to, yeah, I want a dungeon crawl. But RPG, tabletop RPGs are role-playing games. Yeah, of course, I like putting the R-O-L-E back into... Instead of R-O-L-L play. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I agree. Um, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm, yeah, I still don't mind to... You know, okay, go ahead and kill, you yeah. know? Sometimes um, killing like, it's yeah. just fun. Exactly. Especially if I've made the best for killing them. Yeah. Some people not just point. need killing. But if we can... Uh, if we can go... Well, Jim... And get Jim to say, "Wow, I wasn't expecting you to do that." <laughs> then I'm like, "That's a win." <laughs> like we have another game where it's like, we can't for the longest time we didn't kill anything. <gasps> we talked our way out, or we, you yeah. know. So it was pretty impressive. Almost a whole three hours went for yeah. something's actually knifed. And you know that's another thing that uh, computers can't do. They can't surprise you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, like in our Twilight Imperium Genesis game that I run on every other Sunday that Jim does not record because it is very adult themed. <laughs> <laughs> or take pictures of that battle map that's very adult themed. Oh god. Oh good god. I told Kelly about that one. Yeah. Um, but I mean I was running the game and Jim's like, alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the ability of the gun I have that allows me to light enemy on fire if I do well enough on the roll. My old plasma missile. Yeah. And he just didn't realize that the oily sheen on the bug was adaptive. Adaptive. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He just lit a bug on fire without hurting it. And so the bug's like, alright, I guess I'll burn everyone around me now. Let's not forget while it was wrestling the guy underneath it on her Oh, team. yes. Yeah. And so he he was very much surprised by that addition of adaptability. Yeah. Our computer could never do that. It, just got, it would give you too many hints. And then what was my next action? 
uh, calling in fire suppression, which <laughs> surprised me. A critical change in thinking. Yeah. <laughs> my guy, my race is very not sociable. I get black guys and they're so cunning. But they are cunning military bastards. <laughs> and we're on a friendly station, so why wouldn't I just get the guy in the comments and say, do you know a fire sprinkler system here? You have a flaming giant bug. And that absolutely worked because it surprised me, but and boy was it good critical thank thinking. Thank God I did, because his next act for the bug was to napalm the room with caustic <laughs> acid, which dropped me down to only two points. Nail all was good, but my guy didn't have much armor on, so I only had two points left. Oh. So of it course had... the fire extinguisher was a nice basic baking soda solution. <laughs> Because the burn effect of the acid would have killed me behind the cover the next round. Yep. Ah, so coincidentally, two birds, one stone. Yeah. And so, I didn't even know about the acid coming. Yeah, so critical thinking really can't <laughs> save you. Yes. Turn on the sprinklers! <laughs> oh god, I'm burning. I'm on fire. <laughs> what about, what about you? So for me, I actually wrote down some little notes here for mine. So for the critical. I decided to go all cerebral and crap and say, oh, man. don't be critical of your players, and players don't be critical of your GM. Oh, that's nice. Because there are those times when you hit some player, or a player hits a GM on a day that you're just not there, and or you skip a rule, or you flub a rule, and just let the story flow. Even, even if you like flub a rule, go back later and say, okay, now that we've covered the rule, Good, because that's like a classic gaming thing. Is don't 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 rules lawyer at the time. Look it up. We'll talk about it later. But for now, keep the story going. Don't be critical of the rules. My sword glows blue in the presence of a rules lawyer. No, <laughs> <laughs> so, so that being said, you should always be critical of yourself. Not True. necessarily in the moment, but afterwards, always reflect on what happened, what you did, yep. what you could have done better, either playing your character or being a better player. As yeah. both a player and a GM make and a study a game, you know, both, well in the game. you know, it's one of those of like when you're you're playing, you're like, damn, I said I, I bogarted that spot, you know. Critically think about your character, but but just don't be critical of other people. You know, it's I, one of those of cut them slack at the game table. Yeah, no, there's still there's this game that I did at Rencon that I still kicked. I I literally feel guilt over that I didn't X card myself. I'm like, um, what the. Yeah, it was a really fun game, but she went she went crazy. But then again, not, nobody at the table had an issue, so it's just that, you know, in, in a secure group, you don't need the X card. Oh, no, I should have X card I'm not a fan of the X card myself. That's just because I've never used the X card, because I'm like, get it, get it, do it, yes, do it, yes, do it, do it, yes, yes, give it the dark side. But then again, you know, I, I, you know me, between language and tone and theme, I, I gotta push my players' buttons. That's how I have a good time. It's not fun if at least one button's not getting pushed. <laughs> just make sure it's not the big red button. So just remember not to be critical of players and players not to be critical of GMs. GMs have to put in a lot of work. And if you do have to be give feedback, either either way, it's like player to player feedback, player to GM, GM to player feedback. Don't be critical. Take time, talk about it later, you know, don't, well, don't. There can be con such things as constructive criticism. Well, that's the big difference. It's but it's like. Be constructive. Yeah. Like, you know, one of the things you know, that, that I'll be critical about you players is, is one player tells another player how to play a player. Uh, that I'm never a fan of, but I understand the tactical players. 
who are critical thinkers are like, no, you're not doing it right. But it's it's good to coach, not to try to play victim. Guide. Guide, you know, show, don't tell. So that's what I've got for critical. Don't be critical of your players and GMs. Don't be critical of me. Also, I can't take your feedback. <laughs> also, if you're not paying money to your GM, they are doing a lot of hard work for parents. So at least bring snacks or something. Yeah, that's true, and oftentimes they're the ones that provide the books and uh, and extra materials and stuff. So, so if we're talking about critical GMs, <laughs> they're critical. GM, you know, I was actually in a group where they were showing memes and stuff of, you know, oh, I don't want to be a group of players. Like, oddly enough, I always have games to run or play, but that's mainly because I GM so much. People yeah. are like, I want to run a game, let me come play my game, you know. Like I do with you. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's one of those of, you know, there's, there might be a reason why you don't have a GM in your game. I don't want to be critical. <laughs> well, you guys take a lot of abuse. Yeah. I if, mean, if, if we do our job right, we are both the angel and the devil. Exactly. Because that's our job, is to be both the angel and the devil, and not actually take a side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We are an impartial observer, laughing at your stupid attempts. Laughing at you flying yeah. into the, the, the flame. What Westman would probably just say is that some bad GMs have is that they think that they are against the players. And yeah. the players are defeating their people and monsters and yeah. things. In some ways, and that's, that's why they're yeah, called you're playing playing yeah. villains. You right. gotta, yeah. uh, you, you gotta behave properly. But while you're the GM, you have to but, partially take both sides. But the good GMs, yeah, the good GMs don't like set out. Take it personally. Yeah, exactly. And they play the NPCs to completely, uh, yeah, exactly. So they're not the the everything in like the barmaid is not trying to kill you, you know. Right. But a killer GM. Except when the barmaid. Unless the doppelganger killed yeah. her, took her place, knowing but that you But with the killer GM, everything is out to get you. Not only your when nuts. you have an unlimited budget, <laughs> if you really want to kill a player group. You give them, and I've done this before with groups, you give them a group of NPCs and say, like, I, I've done it before with people. It's like, okay, you're all playing first-level fighters going to this fortress. You go there. Vampires murder you all. The one survivor gets to tell the, the player party after session zero and you make your characters the story. And that, if you want to play a killer GM, you can be a killer GM, but just make sure it's not the players you're killing. Yeah. Massacre offset so that way you can actually do the whole set the scene for the players because you have a survivor to say this is what's there blah 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 so then your players going forewarned you will get massacred or the one time use only for any party group is if you have someone with some kind of precognitiveness you warn the precog you say screw it to the rest of the party you massacre them all and say and precog you just woke up and that was the dream if you guys follow through in the plan you had and you, you basically burn one or two sessions in the group, which I've never done it with Kelly because we've never really had a precog in that. But I've done it like riffs many oh, times. Oh, no, but he did something kind of similar with the uh, Seven Dwarfs. Oh, yeah. 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 Our oh, silent game. They my went to the real ballistic. Sleeping Beauty Castle. She left her NPC husband behind in Sleeping Beauty yeah, and Castle. And Snow White's Castle. One thing this is the like, after hours of the critical day yeah. talk. Yes. <laughs> oh, she went, now we're yeah. critical. she went critical nuclear. <laughs> after editing, I took 15 minutes for screaming. 
at 50 <laughs> decibels or higher. She and was... turned it to only about 15 seconds worth before she we got back on game. Because she's like, the one thing I told you is not to kill my husband or my kids. You can't yeah. fuck with the husband Because the in character, kids. she basically spent three days seducing Thorson and she yeah. got pregnant. So you just get a really high decibel. Oh, it was, it was, yeah. And, and then I'm they like, murdered the dwarves. And <laughs> then they found out the dwarves were the security guards protecting this magic doppelganger mirror. They I didn't murder the, the dwarves. I protected the populace. <laughs> That's what we call it. I didn't murder the dwarves. I protected the populace. Exactly. Yeah, I was the one doing the smoke and mirrors. So that's critical. Yeah. So and GMs, they're yeah. critical. <laughs> yes, GMs are critical. That's that's a really great one. It's this. What's the one thing you can't play without? GMs or players? Yeah. Unless you buy the new D and D Essentials kit, which no one's been able to buy in, in Target until it hits stores in September, where you can apparently play solo D and D on. Hey, actually, back in the day, they did have a solo adventures, mm-hmm. the modules yeah. and stuff, and they give you the little red, you know, gel yeah. thing well, so that you could look the, at the, the, red, the, the maps. The plastic screen. I had one. Way back in the third edition DM guide, they basically had a randomizer mm-hmm. where you could create, you know, dungeon props. Yeah, even in like the fifth edition DM guide, they've got the, you can make a card deck so right. we could all be playing and flip to see what's in the room randomly. That's a really good functionality they have on Roll20 is that you can create your own decks of cards and stuff like that. Yeah, so that way it's 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 literally the four of us could be playing a dungeon randomly building as we go. And I jokingly thought that that would be really fun thing to do just like to kill the day to see right. what the dungeon looks like afterwards. Well, when I used to run games on Roll20, you know what I'd do is I'd make a deck of monsters that would be in given areas. That way it's like, I don't know what the hell's going to come up. Mm-hmm. You're just going to get things until they reach you. Your party's challenge rating are slightly above because challenge rating is always so off. <laughs> it's ridiculously broken, especially at high levels when it's like, yeah, this one monster is a CR nine, and you have a party nine. It's like, party of, of uh, four players at level nine are going to tear this thing apart in less than a round. You need to give us minions for a total of CR of like fifteen. Mm-hmm. Then it's fair. Then it's a busy fight. So we do. Digress. We, digress. we critically digress. digress. Yep. Alrighty, guys. This conversation has reached critical mass. <laughs> <laughs> but not critical now. So that is August the 9th, critical. Thank you for listening to D&D Journey of the 5th Edition, a member of the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And remember, be careful out there. There be dragons about. Like, you should start taking these and posting them on Patreon or YouTube, like, in the description of the video. Dude, if you want to shoot me, shoot them to me, I will. I can. I don't have them for every single thing. I have Uh. them for... 2019, 18, and then I have it marked as 54322 and just Genesis game, even though those are not the sessions they occurred in. It's just the first time I took notes, second, whatever. So I'll have to go and match them to videos. Alright, so tonight's quotes. Yeah, I get the gist of the power dynamics, I just didn't know what the words were. (laughs) I think they would 
frowned upon that. Now that they're full of tentacles. <laughs> Engineer extraordinaire, holy priest of aethermancy, doctor of many talents, Dr. Campus Breslow, pilot, navigator, mechanic. Hero. <laughs> extraordinaire. Pack them in like sardines. Actually, can you turn them into sardines? <laughs> we go back to the old solution of getting rid of bones. We did determine that was a good thing. <laughs> There are bunk beds for like 10 people. A bunk bed that can sleep 10? Wow. That <laughs> <laughs> was so good because Kelly and I were like the exact same page. In Siberian winter, bunk bed sits you. <laughs> can you fit in the vent? It's an easier perception check if you don't have bones. <laughs> My fortune cookie has a message for you. When in doubt, call a friend. <laughs> I guess mind control isn't a great idea, unless you're subtle about it. <laughs> a little bit of quid quo quo. I think you mean quid pro quim. But, uh, oh my god. <laughs> oh man, they brought. Oh man, they brought this upon themselves. Now I have to get whipped with my mongrel cock. <laughs> the absolute worst one ever. Fudge. That came right out of my head. It's like, what's the worst thing? That. It's like, this is gonna happen if they attack me. This is gonna face a naked eight-man Zanzibar. It's gonna happen. I'm dual-wielding. <laughs> Scrotum counts as an offhand weapon, right? No, 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 I have my cane, and then I have my gun. <laughs> this is a This is This is one for killing, and this one's for fun. Oh, wait. They don't come They're both for nothing. <laughs> Tripod. I'll walk out with my head held high. Heads held high. <laughs> no, 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 no. The quote was, you'll come out with your heads held high. It was even funnier than that. <laughs>